Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I would like to continue to talk about the family of God and the army of God. I preached the first session of this message last Sunday. And I will finish this message. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can come together to hear your word. We, Father, we love you. We want to please you. We want to seek your truth. We want to live a life that is worthy of the gospel, Father. We really surrender to you and ask you to speak to us and deal with us and help us to grow, to become your disciple, Father. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 12, the Bible says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. This scripture talks about five-fold ministry leaders who will teach you and train you to do the work of the ministry and to build the local churches. So God's heart is to see God's people grow up to become disciples, to become soldiers, to become workers of the kingdom, and also to build His churches. This is the heart of Jesus Christ. He loved the church and He wants to build His church. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, talking about our position in the kingdom of God. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith, the family of faith. The Bible talks about the church as a family, the household of faith, and let us do good to one another. We are the members of the family of God. I believe that it's God's will for every believer to belong to a good, biblical, spirit-filled, and righteous local church. No Christian should walk around being like just sheep that walk around in the wilderness without any shepherd. Everyone should be committed to a good house of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 also talk about the household of God. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens uh, with the saints. Talking about the citizen, about the kingdom, about the kingship of God, and members of the household of God. Last Sunday, I talked about being a soldier in the army, being the citizen of the kingdom that can be the salt and the light of the world. So this scripture talks about citizens of heaven. And not only that, we are members of the household of God. Let me read 2 Timothy 2, 1 to 4. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach this truth. I'm teaching you the truth. 
Paul told Timothy to teach the truth. I'm teaching you the truth to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. The Bible talks about we are. Members of the household of God, and not only that, we are soldiers of Christ, and we need to give our account to the officer or to the great commander, the Lord Jesus Christ, on the last day. I preach this message so that you understand who you are in the kingdom of God. You need to understand you are a member of God's household. Not only that, you are the soldiers of Christ. You have the battle to fight. You have the mission to do for God. Every believer, amen. So we need to understand that. Today, I would like to continue to explain the differences, these two aspects of Christian life, and sometimes they can be a little bit conflict to one another because you have to choose every day to walk as a family member and as a soldier of Christ. In God's family. We are need-oriented and care-oriented. We think about what other people needs, what my pastor need, what my brother and sister need. Are they sick? Do we need to pray for them? Take them to the doctor? Should we visit them? Do they lose their job? Do they have money to pay their rental apartment? We care for one another in the family. We think, think about caring and meeting the needs of each other. But in the army of God, we are mission-oriented and assignment-oriented. If you look in the Bible carefully, you can see that when God's people really live their life to take care of other people, God take care of them. Look at Cornelius. He gave money to the poor. He prayed, and God visited his family. The whole household got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. You notice that in Philippi, the believers in Philippi really cared for Paul' mission trip. They sent the good things to Paul, sent money and material to Paul, so that Paul can get the job done. So they care for one another. Paul cared for them. And the members care for the leaders or the spiritual father. The family is about caring, about meeting the needs. But in the army, we need to know our mission. What is the calling of our church? What we're going to do to expand the kingdom into the world? What is our assignment in the kingdom? Some of us, the assignment may be children program to build a very godly children. Some of us, the assignment may be involved in producing, teaching, and put in the YouTube. We have assignments. Some of us may be pray warrior. You pray and pray, pray. That is your assignment. We need to be assignment oriented as a soldier of Christ. In the church, we care about people's need, but in the army, we think this way. The, the thinking is different. In the church, we think, what can I do to meet their need? By the grace of God, but in the army, we think God will meet their need, 
and God gonna use them to impact the world. They gonna be the blessing to the nations, and they can fulfill the assignment of God for their life. God gonna take care of them. Don't worry too much. God will meet their need. In the family, we say, "Oh, they are hurting. Oh, they're hurting. I will wipe their tears for them." But in the army, okay. Hurting is fine, so that you can grow up. Stop being baby. Grow up. If you can't hurt, just stand up in faith and move on and serve the Lord. They need to grow up and serve the Lord. So in the army, you think in a different way. You want to see very strong soldier, not crying babies. But in the church, you are taking care of the babies and immature Christians. In the family, serving is encouraged. And the serving is for the local family. It's encouraged. Please, Thai people, do this way. Please serve. I beg you to come to church. I beg you to get involved in the ministry. I beg you, please, in the church, in the family. But in the army, serving is mandatory. I have to go to the war. I have to fight. It's a mandatory thing. It's for the king and the kingdom of God. Different mentality here. You see, last Sunday, those who came to the first service did not know what happened to me. I give you example of mandatory here. After the first service, I walked out there to greet people at that corner, and within five minutes, I began to get sick with severe stomach cramping, and I was fainting. I was really sick, and I remember the night before I went out to dinner and I ate maybe unhealthy salad at one restaurant. I don't want to mention the name of the restaurant, and I believe it started to act up with food poisoning. And that is between the two services. Pastor Da told me later on that she had also food poisoning that night. I, I did not know, so I ran out and really sick. I had to sit down and. Sweating and pale and pain so bad, and was thinking, how in the world can I preach the next service, the second service? I cannot even stand up. I was not able to even walk to my office to lie down. That's sick. But I was thinking, I have the job to do here. I have the assignment to do. I cannot preach the second service. I sat there half an hour gone by, still sick. Forty-five minutes later, the worship going, going, and here in the second service. Eventually, I got up, walked to the video team. I was sitting there with sweating. They saw me, wiped my sweat out, drinking water. I was still having stomach pain, and I told them, "Could you please get the sermon from this morning Sunday and show on the screen?" I'm afraid I cannot get up to preach right now. I'm still very sick. So the worship keep going. Keep going. I was sitting there. I did not run to my office to lie down. I was just sitting there. God, I cannot go up and preach. I believe you can help me. This is mandatory. I need to preach, and I need to minister. By two minutes before I have to come up to preach, two minutes suddenly gone, gone completely. The strength come back. Everything is like supernatural. To, I think God wanted to test me because I was preaching about soldier and family. He wanted to see that I'm really the 
soldier to fight the battle are gonna run and sleep in the office and bye bye. I'm gonna take my rest here. No, serving and assignment are mandatory for soldiers. In God's family, obedience is encouraged, and grace and mercy abounds in the family. But in the army, obedience is mandatory. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get this job done. And also, truth abounds in the family. It's about grace. I forgive you. Oh. Today, you have responsibility to do as a c h e r but you cannot show up because you wake up late. Okay, l a we understand. Grace about. But in the army of God, take responsibility. Get the job done. You need to follow the truth. You don't follow your feelings. Uh, that is the army. In the family, individuality is allowed and also accepted. You live your own life. I don't bother with you. You can do whatever you want. This is a family. We respect each other in the family. But in the army and in the government of God, corporality or working together as a team is essential. In the army, we join hand together. We fight together. We do good together. As a congregation, we are the team. We know who is the commander who we follow. We're gonna fight the spiritual warfare together. We know the position in the army of God. We are together. We are not alone. We fight together in the army. You see the difference between family and the army. In God's family, gathering is a symbol of fellowship and love. We come together. To love one another, to fellowship. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 say, and they continue steadfastly in the apostle doctrine and fellowship, and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So you can see that the early church, the members come together to fellowship. Gathering together in the family is for fellowship and for showing love to one another, and we stay in the family, but in the army. We gather together to pray and fight the warfare. We gather together so that we can be trained to go out to reach the lost soul and to the mission trip together to build churches in other city and state. We want to go out together to fight the warfare. Gathering in the army is for spiritual warfare and for expanding the kingdom of God. In the family, we talk about. Happy, healthy, blessed members. Oh, I want you to be blessed. Oh, I want you to have a good job, good salary. I want you to be healed and healthy. I want you to live a long life. If you notice, my style of preaching is more toward the family because I'm a pastor in the church. I want you to have good family. Marry a godly woman. Marry a godly man. Have good kids. We talk about happiness, health, and success, and all blessing of God. But in the army of God, we talk about we have a mission to do. We're going to be good soldiers, well trained, full of faith, fight the warfare, know how to use the sword of the spirit, 
know how to use the shield of faith. We know how to fight. We are strong. We are the martial art guys of the kingdom of God. We are strong people. We talk about fighting spiritual warfare and be strong in the kingdom of God. We're talking about the truth, and we are the wise legislator or the wise law keepers of the kingdom. We are not compromising the principle of God that is in the army or in the government of God. As members of God's family, we can be separated from society. We just hang out together on Sunday, eating lunch together, fellowshipping with one another, having a good time in the family together. That is the family of God. But as soldiers of Christ, we cannot be separate from cultures, from out there. We need to invade into the society, get people saved, build the kingdom, influence people in our office, at the hospital, in the operating room like me, with the godly principle, with the godly character. We are out there to influence people, to be the salt and the light of the world. Amen? So we have both jobs here, inside and outside. In God's family, Jesus is our friend. He pat our back and say, how are you doing, my friend? But in his army, he is our commander. You have to go. You go. Actually, God spoke to me this morning when I woke up. You have to make a choice between pleasing yourself, pleasing your flesh. It sounds like you gain a lot by pleasing your flesh. But in fact, God showed me that pleasing him, seeking his kingdom first, you gain more. I give you an example. If I will not serve God at all, I just sit at home and do nothing for the kingdom. It sounds like good. I'm safe. I don't need to be exposed to any possible infection. I don't have to put clothes on. I can be in my pajamas and I can do whatever. It's so safe. It's so good for me. It sounds good. But in fact, the other side that you get up you get dressed, you go, you serve. I give you an example. I went to Colorado. And I just went to California these two days to help the member in San Diego, to minister to them. It sounds like risky to be on the airplane. Risky, actually, I went to the beach yesterday. I was so shocked in San Diego. No one wear masks there. Everyone just oh, having good time, barbecue and uh, pizza and everything. Rarely people wear masks in California. So I, I went there and a lot of people, hundreds of people on the beach. And I was there. I put the mask on. I protect myself. It sounds like I'm losing something. I'm risking. I'm at risk of my own health. I need to be tired Loose sleep on the airplane, flying. But you know, God say that you gain more than people don't do anything for him. You gain more. Why gain more? Number one, I give you an example. This is my own personal testimony. About a month ago, I cut my big toenail on the left side. And I cut too much. I nip into the skin and bleed. A week later, I began having look like infection. My toes swell up red, 
and really painful. When I touch on the skin, it's like a knife stab into my toe. I try to take antibiotic, Keflex. I try to do anything to get rid of this infection. I could not cut on my own skin. It's so painful. Every time I kick my foot on something, it's like oh. So I was walking limping, a little bit, because I have that toe problem. And I was thinking, on this Saturday, yesterday, I need to perform a wedding ceremony, officiate the wedding for the members in San Diego. I don't want to be limping up on the stage to <laughs> to officiate the wedding, and I have to stand there for hours and hours. Because this is outdoor wedding and close to the beach and very uh, no no place to sit down. But I say, God, I love you. I'm gonna take care of my family in San Diego. I'm a soldier of Christ. I know I have to be on the airplane. I need to put a mask on. I can say no to this couple that I cannot come to perform wedding for you. But that's okay. I gotta sacrifice for my brother and sister there. It's amazing. I made the decision, and by Friday morning, I woke up. Even though my toe situation kept getting worse, kept getting worse, more pain, more swelling. I see the pus come out to the toe. I try to squeeze it. Very scary. Friday morning, I woke up, gone, overnight. Now, no pain. I can. Do like this, no pain. Overnight, the swelling, the infection, everything, the pain, all gone. Because God know that on Friday I have to fly to San Diego and I have to officiate the waiting ceremony there. He healed me, even though the doctor cannot heal me, even Catholic cannot do anything for me. When you seek the kingdom, you come into the presence of God like this. What happened? The glory of the Lord come down and touch your body, heal you, deliver you from demons, and bless you. I think it's worth it to seek the kingdom of God first and live for the kingdom. Amen. In the family of God, we need intimacy with God and with His family. We need time to fellowship. I'm so glad that we came back for the care group on Friday and meet each other face. We need intimacy. We need time to talk. Yes, we practice six feet distancing. We wear masks, but at least we see each other and we can smile to each other and talk to each other. It's the relational side of Christianity, family. But in the army, we need the knowledge and we need to know His ways. We need to know the ways of the kingdom. I want to encourage the member of the Hope International Church. I came from the background of being a doctor, as a doctor, as a neurosurgeon. The way I went to medical school is that all these hundreds of years, the early generation of doctor investigate and do some research about medical healing and medical care and recovery, the medication, the surgery. So they keep record everything in. Order and in detail for the next generation doctor or medical student can read the textbook. After ten years, this textbook is out of date. The next textbook come up. So that's how we learn. We learn everything systematically 
in order to become a doctor. And we have record, record, record. Next generation learn, next generation learn from this record. Because of that background, God told me to produce the teaching in systematic way. Different series, detail, one, two, three, four, put in the YouTube. We have the CD table there. You can listen to the whole series about demonology. Listen to the whole series about how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Oh, I was listening to the testimony in San Diego of our members there that they seriously take, listen to our teaching and they were led by the Holy Spirit. Oh, it's amazing how God really performed miracles for them because they're serious about listening to teaching in systematic way like a medical school. So I produce all this teaching. I would like to beg you and encourage, I want to encourage you as a family member. And I would like to command you as a commander in the army to really take serious about listen to all this teaching in theory. Take serious so that you can be very fruitful and effective servant of God and the family members. Don't take our teachings in New Hope International Church for granted. We have all kinds of series there. And in the army, we need to know the knowledge. We need to know the truth. And we need to know God's way so that we can influence society in our workplace, in our school, or anywhere we go, we can really influence them to function properly in the way of God. We want to have the God business in our business. We need to know the truth and we know God's way. As members of his family, we must understand about family life. If you read the Bible carefully, all the epistles and letters here, you can see that part of the epistle, Paul taught about how members in those churches, Corinth, Philippi, Thessalonica, relate to each other as a family. But at the same time, his epistle talked about how to fight the spiritual warfare. How to really live for the kingdom of God. All this scripture mentioned both sides. How to live for the kingdom. How to expand the kingdom. Be the soldier of Christ. And how to relate to each other in the family of God. As the members of the family of God. We need to understand the covenant love. The loving covenant between God and you. And you and your brothers and sisters. We forgive one another. We have relationship in the covenant of love with one another. I will always forgive you. We always try to reconcile the covenant of love. But in the army, we need to understand about how to expand the kingdom. We call kingdom strategies. As a soldier, we know the strategy to expand the kingdom. In the family, we have the covenant of love. We understand about the covenant of love. As children of God in the family, angels minister to us. Angels protect us, guide us, help us. But as God's soldier, angels minister with us. Wherever we go, when we cast out demons, when we try to build a church in another city, the angels will come around us, support us, lift our hand up, and protect us. He, they work with us as the soldier of Christ. 
As a family of God, we discover our own gift. We develop the personal, spiritual gift to minister to one another in the local church. But in God's army, as a soldier of Christ, we need to know the weapons of the spiritual warfare. We need to put on the armor of God. We need to know how to fight spiritual warfare. We need to be the martial art of the kingdom. Know how to fight the spiritual warfare. As church members, we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But as soldiers of Christ, we need the keys of the kingdom. We need the authority to speak, to command, to declare. As members of his household, we need compassion. We show compassion to one another. But as Christ soldier, we need authority and power. You see, you need both sides, the family and the army of God. In God's family, we need to show mercy. But in the army, we need to stand on the justice of God, the right principle of God. In the family, we show mercy. But in the army, we know the justice of God. He can discipline people. He can make judgment on people. In God's family, we need to show grace to people and to one another. But in his army, we need to speak the truth in love. We are not going to lie. We are not going to cheat. We are going to follow the truth of God. As God's children, we need passion. The Bible says in Psalm 69 verse 9 in NLT, Passion for your house has consumed me. And the insult of those who insult you have fallen on me. The Bible talks about passion for the house of God. You love the church. You want to build the church. You love your pastor. You love one another. I have the passion. I'm not lukewarm. I'm on fire to come to church. I have the passion. But in the army, we need the zeal, the bonus, the commitment to fight the warfare, the bonus and the zeal to do the right thing. Amen? Hallelujah. In God's church, in the family, we all need to have a staff of the shepherd. We shepherd one another. We guide one another with gentleness and being good example to one another. Oh, come here, new believer. I want to show you how you get filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. I helped you. We need the staff of the shepherd. But in the army, we need the scepter. The scepter of authority to go out and win the battle for God. We receive authority from the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's family, we lay hands on each other to be healed. But in the army of God, we lay hands on to anoint a person to be sent out for the great commission. It's different. In the family, we lay hands to cast out demons to heal the sick. But for the army, we lay hands to anoint and appoint somebody to fly to another city to preach the gospel. In family of God, Jesus is our provider. 
and he is our partner. But in the army, Jesus is our victor and our sender. He sent us out. You can see two pictures here. I hope that you understand that we, as believers, we need to do both sides. We cannot just ignore the family and do only outside. We need to love the church, love brother and sister. But we cannot just be selfish to do just my own thing in this church. But we need to think about the world. In a couple of weeks, and Pastor Da will fly to Texas. That is the army. I'm going to go there as the soldier of Christ to bring soul into the kingdom and to really expand the kingdom in Austin, Texas. You see, we go there. We are bold to go to Texas, even though there is a pandemic there. I'm not afraid of the pandemic. Amen. Oikos is a family. Let's look at Mark chapter 16, 15 to 17, talking about oikos. And he said to them, go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Talking about salvation. Oikos, we save soul, bring them into the family. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. We should cast out demons in the church off and on. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpent, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. This is all cause. We save so. We bring into the church. We cast demons out of them. You cannot cast demons out from the non-believers. You only can cast demons out from the believers. Bring them in, lay hand, heal them, cast demons out of them, clean them up, build them up. We believe in healing. We believe in deliverance. We believe in building the church and the house of God. We are reproducing, reproduction. God's family keep growing, bringing new people in. We want to see our friends saved. Invite them to come to church, to care group, hear the gospel, love them, feed them, and help them to come to know Jesus Christ. In the church, we need spiritual awakening. In the church, we need revival, that people will fall in love with Jesus, the fire of God touch people, so people will be on fire for God and really want to live a life for the kingdom of God. We need that in the church. Amen. This morning, when I was getting ready to come to church, the Lord spoke to me. Son, never give up on revival. Never give up on the touch of God. Never fear man to the point you don't lay hand anymore. And the fire of God get kicked out from the church. Because I want my church to be on fire. I want my church to really fall in love with Jesus. And the only person who can help the members of the family to fall in love with Jesus is the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Methods, traditions, religion cannot help people to love Jesus. Only the Holy Spirit can help people to really love Jesus. And when he spoke to me, he was thinking about also the next generation. Our children and grandchildren will love the Lord Jesus Christ. 
our children need to be touched by the fire of God. Need to be in revival. Amen. Matthew 6, 9 to 10. New King James Version say, In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As a family of God, we don't stop at only building our own community. But we want the kingdom of God to really expand in the world. Therefore, we need to be soldiers as well. We need to go out of the church in society and bring reformation, healthy societies and nations. We need to impact the society around us, not just only in the local church. I am pastor that have been praying for election, that God going to move in America, that the next president going to be a God-feeling man. And we will not agree with abortion. We will not agree with the homosexuality. We'll, now there's no perfect man in the world. But at least somebody who stand on the principle of God, support the Israel, love Israel. We need to have that kind of government, that kind of president. And we're going to pray that God going to pick somebody to be the president who really follow the Bible and love Israel. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority have been given to me. This is about ecclesia. Go out with authority in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, go to Germany, go to Switzerland, go to India, go to China, go to countries. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This scripture, Mark 16 talks about oikos, Matthew 28 talks about ecclesia. We're going to go into the world. We're going to rule and reign. We're going to win the spiritual warfare. Get people into the kingdom in different cities, different countries. Change the atmosphere in each country. I came from Thailand. And I know that Thailand people worship idols big time. Idol worshippers in Thailand. So many sickness there. So many curses, so many problems in the land of Siam or Thailand. One of my job is to really get Thai people safe because I speak Thai. Produce good teachings. Fly there to pass the fire of God. Burn the junk, burn demons out of that nation. People stop worshipping idols. I just listened to one testimony in Thailand. I tried to Translate into English for all of you. So powerful. This lady, she got sick with more than 10 sicknesses. And her business never go anywhere. Always like month to month income and expense. And all of her family did not believe in God. 
and she came to know Jesus Christ. And she tried to serve for a while, but still struggled with many incurable sicknesses. The doctors say your sicknesses cannot be cured. Financially troubled, whole whole family, no one believed in God. She came to know Jesus, and she and her husband were fighting every day at the verge of divorce. And one day, her friend said, "Go to the church that Pastor Lau take care of in Bangkok. They have the fire of God there." She came. And she got touched by the fire. The fire of God touched her. She saw heaven open, and the light came down from heaven. After that day, all the sicknesses were gone, completely gone. No doctor have to do anything. Her husband and she said this in testimony. I forgot when was the last time we yelled at each other. We love each other now. Our marriage. Has been restored. Now my business is booming. I have more money. I can travel on a mission trip to preach the gospel. Not only that, she said, all my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, sister, nephew, all of them saved now. After only one year, that is the army. We reach to that nation. We want that nation turn. Out from Buddhism into Christianity, and the blessing will be poured into that nation, and many people will experience open heaven in Thailand. And I pray that this will happen in America, in Taiwan, in China, in Indonesia, in Japan. Amen. Wherever God sent us, whatever we can do, we will impact the nation together. Go all over the world. That is. Ecclesia, the army of God. Amen? Amen. Do you understand now? Oikos and Ecclesia. Are you a member of God's family? Raise your hand up. Are you going to practice grace and mercy? Practice love, relationship. Amen. How many people consider yourself that I want to be a soldier of Christ? Raise your hand up. Are you a soldier? Amen. I do like this. Pastor Blau, you don't need to speak nice to me anymore. You don't need to beg me anymore. When you look at my eyes, I will say, "I do it. I'm responsible. I take my assignment seriously." Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah! Father, we thank you so much for reminding your church the two aspects of Christianity: the aspect of love, relationship, family, grace, compassion, love, and the aspect of spiritual warfare, expanding the kingdom of God. Being the soldier of Christ, being faithful in fulfilling the assignment, carrying the armor of God, knowing how to fight spiritual warfare, have the power and authority to command darkness to stop working in our society, have the power of prayer to change this land and. 
the nations for you, Lord. Lord, we want to be both. We want to be your faithful children, sons and daughters. And we want to also be good, victorious, bold, full of faith, soldier of Christ together. We're going to protect each other's back. We're going to fight the warfare together to win the battle, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to understand and to learn, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to spend some time to lay hand on you. If you want to be lay hand on, if you don't want to, I understand. I will not force you to impart the things from heaven into your life, so that you can be good soldiers of Christ. You have more faith, more understanding of the truth. Amen. I will lay hand quickly. Pass by your back. I will lay hand on your back, not in front of you. If you don't want to, I understand. You can leave and fellowship on the outside or in the hallway there. Amen. Hallelujah. No turning back, no turning back. Decide to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com.
Thank you.